So there are some parts of our story where we have to be in our character's head, right? We have to give the readers their thoughts and impressions. So my question is, do those parts of your narrative often feel disconnected? Does it feel like you're telling rather than showing? But at the same time, how do you show a character's thought, right? Don't you have to tell it by default? Do your readers feel like these sit sections are a little bit too info dumpy and report that it's boring or this section is losing them? If so, this episode is for you. I'm going to show you how to ground your reader firmly in your character's head and experiences so that your reader feels like they really know the character and is invested in their journey. If you do this right, you will never lose your reader, but you'll also start getting comments about how this character or that character is their very favorite. And of course, that's extremely gratifying as an author. So stay tuned. Hi there, aspiring fiction author. Welcome to Fiction Author Business School. Do you want to write your stories with ease and confidence? Do you find yourself Googling how to write a fiction book or how to write a character arc? Do you want to create a fiction empire, but you can't even finish the story you're currently working on and you find yourself doubting it will even be good enough? Hi, I'm Liesl. I too have been writing stories since I was just a kid. I wanted to do something about my fiction writing dreams, but got information overload every time I looked for writing help because there's just so much out there on the internet. I wanted confidence that I wouldn't disappoint my readers and a plan to publish regularly. I knew the foundation of any author career, including the marketing aspect, is a stellar and well-written story, but I didn't know how to be sure that my story was solid. I went on a journey to figure out what really makes readers tick and how to incorporate those addictive elements into my story. In this podcast, you'll find specific tactical fiction writing tips, solutions to writing more words more efficiently, and secrets to mastering your author mindset. So put on your fuzzy slippers, grab a notebook and pen and some chocolate, and let's write some fiction. So the idea for this podcast came from my critique group and something from my own writing. I was writing a chapter about a particular character named Gadrin, and one of my fellow authors uh, gave me a suggestion. I was about two or three pages into the chapter when I finally put forth some of Gadrin's thoughts. And she really pounced on that and said, this is really good. This is what we want more of. You need to put this more in the early pages of the chapter. So upon looking at it, what I realized is that I wasn't very connected to the character's thoughts and feelings and impressions during the first part of the chapter while I was writing it. I was more concerned with what was happening than being inside the character's head. And that happens, you know, it was just as I was starting the chapter, it took me a minute to kind of relax and get into the character a little bit more. And then once I did, the writing became much, much better. So it was just a, a quick critique and I had to just go back and put some more of his thoughts and impressions into the first few pages of the chapter. Now that probably happens to a lot of us, but it just got me thinking about this and about what we need to do specifically and be really mindful of in order to make sure that we are constantly in our characters' heads rather than just telling the reader what they're thinking, okay? So here's the thing. Separating thoughts, character thoughts, I mean, from the narrative is not the best way to ground your reader in your character's head. So... In order to set off a character's thoughts, most authors do one of two things. They either tell the reader that the character thought something, like just flat out say that, um, Gadrin thought this, you know, or sometimes they will set off the thoughts with italics or something like that. But my question for you is, do all authors do that? 
No. In fact, I'm going to argue that the best and most skilled authors do it in the way I'm about to tell you. And understand that those first two techniques aren't bad. There is a time and a place for them, and I'm sure all authors use them sometimes, including myself. But as a general rule, there is a more effective way to do it. Okay? So what are those two steps? Actually, there's three steps, but one of them is kind of a bonus. So uh, grab a pen and paper and write this down. If you really want to ground your reader in your character's thoughts, you need to, number one, put the character's thoughts directly into the narrative. Now, what do I mean by that? Instead of saying, for example, um, Gadrin saw the men doing X, Y, and Z. He thought they were fools. Didn't they understand anything? That middle sentence where I said he thought they were fools is kind of the operative one, okay? I am telling the reader what Gadrin is thinking, right? So I am being telly about that. It's kind of the epitome of telling rather than showing. Instead of doing that, which again is not bad in and of itself, but there's a better way to do it, I might say this instead. Gadrin saw the man doing X, Y, and Z. Fools. Didn't they understand anything? So you see, I didn't say Gadrin thought they were fools. I just put the thought itself that Gadrin is having into the sentence. Fools. Didn't they understand anything? It grounds us not only in the character's thoughts, but in his perception. That gives us a lot about his worldview, and it connects the reader to him very, very powerfully, okay? It's character voice coming out without without the author having to tell us that that's what it is. So this is how you show rather than tell thoughts, okay? By putting the thought itself right there in the narrative. Now, some of you more seasoned authors out there might ask, isn't this the same thing as deep POV? And the answer is yes, that's basically what we're doing here. Okay, so for anyone who doesn't understand what deep POV is, I'm gonna give you a quick definition. The last two weeks, I have talked about point of view and how to choose point of view, what the different basic points of view are, and I never mentioned deep POV, but that's because it's not one of the major point of view techniques that you will use, rather deep POV um, can be used with first person, with third person, it can be used anywhere. All it means is that, you know, I guess sort of as it implies, you're going deeper, you're um, immersing the reader more deeply in your character, okay? So basically it's taking out all the tags rather than saying the character thought this or um, even sometimes the character said this. It's just a way of you know, putting what's going on, what is being said, what is being thought, what is being done on the page without telling the reader what that is. So you're essentially taking away a lot of the action tags, things like he said and he thought, okay? That's what deep POV is in a nutshell. And of course, it's a little more complicated than that, but you can always look it up and um, research it a little bit more. But basically, that's what I'm telling you to do, only I'm specifically talking about character thoughts here. All right? Um, so that's the first thing you got to do is make sure that you are putting the thoughts and impressions directly into the narrative. The second thing you need to do to really ground your reader in your character's head is to make sure that the character's opinions are strong and sharp, okay? You don't want to say, oh, he kind of thought they were idiotic. No, that that's really wishy-washy, right? You make sure that he's very firm and confident in his belief. Fools, don't they understand anything? You, you can you can feel sort of his derision coming through that, right? And you gotta understand that no matter how strong you think your writing is, nothing ever comes across as strong on the page as you think it does, okay? Just the fact that you're transferring it to a medium, like a blank page, before somebody else reads it, 
it's going to get a little bit watered down. That's just the nature of the thing. So however strong you're making your character's beliefs and opinions, you need to double that. You need to make it almost feel over the top strong in order for the reader to really feel what that character feels and what they believe, okay? And then I said there was kind of a bonus step, and it's this. Make sure that whatever the belief or opinion is, it's being said in your character's voice, relevant to their time and their world. So once again, for Gadron, I wouldn't say that guy's an idiot because that sounds too contemporary, and this is a medieval fantasy world. So instead it was fools. Don't they understand anything? Okay, so just make sure that your character voice is very strong and that you're being really very true to that character, who they are, where they came from, and the world that they live in. Okay, so once again, to recap, in order to ground your reader in your character's head and really forge an ironclad connection with them, you must, one, put the character's thoughts directly into the narrative. Don't tell us they thought something, just give us the thoughts. Um, number two, make their opinions strong and sharp and confident, stronger than you probably think they should be so that they come across on the page. And three, make sure and use your distinctive character voice so that you can really nail down what this character sounds like when they, not only when they talk, but what they sound like to themselves in their own head when they're thinking things. If you can really nail that, then your readers are going to bond with that character, whether they're good or evil, very, very strongly. Okay? So... I hope that was helpful. This is just on sort of a quickie episode today. Um, and while you're still here, if you are struggling to finish your current work in progress, your current fiction project, uh, do you have the beginning but not the end or vice versa? Are you stuck trying to navigate the saggy middle? If any of that is true, check out my free PDF if you haven't yet on how to plan the beginning, middle, and ending of your novel. You can download it for free at bit.ly forward slash finish your story. And in the meantime, guys, get out there this week and give your characters some really strong thoughts and opinions. Hey, that's what makes it fun, right? It will bring you readers and fans who think your characters are awesome. And remember, there is always a market for awesome, okay? I will see you guys next week. Have a wonderful week of writing. Bye. Thanks so much for listening today. Before you go, would you be willing to do me a solid? If you found any value at all in this episode today, would you be willing to share it with other authors just like you in the hopes that they might find some value in it as well? Happy story crafting this week. Remember, only you can bring the world the unique story that you are trying to tell. Only you can succeed in your own unique way in getting it out of your mind and your heart and into a medium where it can reach thousands if not millions of salivating readers. You don't have to worry about failure because there is always a market for awesome.